0: Welcome to the Latte Dog's content creator cast. I'm your host, Duke Latte, the Latte Dog, and I'm joined with...
1: Oh, you want me to introduce myself? A crown prince. Hi.
0: Hey, what's up?
1: <laughs> Not much. Uh,
0: what? Uh, well, we know you as crown prince. What other names you, can you uh, claim by any chance? Is there any other pseudonyms that you may oh, have, like, no, secret...
1: Sea Prince is the name I go by, Um, uh, but some people know the content I do more than my own name, so I have a show called Scribble Kibble, a webcomic called Sin Wolf, and I think those are the two specifically titled things that are pretty big. Uh, I was going to
0: ask you uh, what you created, by the way. Um, I'm mostly
1: known for my animations.
0: I see. And you like to... And I assume you like to label yourself as an animator, I would correct.
1: Well, yeah, I own an animation studio here in Canada.
0: Oh, Canada. Interesting. Anyways, uh, okay. Are there any current projects you're working on, both short-term and long-term?
1: Well, right now I'm in the middle of getting some episodes done for Season 2 of Scribble Kibble. So that is the episodes should start coming up for people who get early access this month, probably next week. Uh, why don't you
0: tell um, the podcast people who what Scribble Kibble actually is?
1: Oh, yeah. Scribble Kibble is a show all about animation. So it's not... I don't make it specifically for animators. I make it for anybody who likes cartoons. But there's obviously lots of shows on the internet that are like, hey, here's this cartoon. Here's what happens in it. Here's some theories about it. Uh, my show's different because it actually goes through how you make the different types of animations that I feature. And the, the other thing that it's really popular for is that um, it features a lot of independent animations, so people like to watch the show to find out about things that they've never heard of before.
0: I recall you um, uh, finding you through your Vivzy Pop video, actually. Um, uh, it was the Die Young one. The one you did for Die Young. Yes. That... One? Yeah. Eric, that's how I found a lot of people, actually. A, f- a few people.
1: Through Vivziepop. Pop?
0: Yeah, through the Vivziepop Pop video Die Young in particular. And Vivzy Pop it herself, actually. It's actually how I met uh, Star, the uh, first person I interviewed on this podcast. Ah! Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was... It was a, res- it was a response to, s- her video was actually a response to something, uh, Bob said in an update, but, uh, that's beside the point. Um, uh, have you, uh, so I would imagine, uh, are you affiliated with any groups and communities within your medium of content?
1: I, I cross a lot of fandoms, I suppose, Um, I've been, I kind of, let's see, so I have a lot of different people. I have a very big following of furries. I don't know if I'm really a furry. Like, (laughs) I'm having this sort of identity crisis about it, so I don't really... Because I like to associate with people who are not furry as well. And there's like a big negative thing about furries. Anyway, so there's that. I do a lot of like animal type content. I really like cartoon animals. So that's that's fine by me. And then I also am a brony, quote unquote. So I got into the show My Little Pony and I like the artwork style. So I did a lot of pony related stuff. And also Warriors, going back a little bit further, Warrior Cats... So those are kind of the things. I I watch a lot of shows, but those are the ones where I'm really involved with the fandom, so to speak. Like I watch Steven Universe, and I really like that, but I don't really know. I'm not really a part of the fandom, I guess. I I don't know. And I'm a huge Pokemon fan. I'm just a total nerd, so I like a lot of different stuff.
0: Yeah, when I interact with a bunch of fandoms, I find myself that I, I, I like to observe from the outskirts of the fandoms, really. I don't usually like to... Uh, put something in there, uh, so much. Unless I'm, I'm not entirely certain uh, if I w- actually ever will do, s- and do something along those lines. Like, um, well, you see, my the main thing I do is essentially uh write on the internet. Uh, I have this uh, two Tumblr series. Uh, well, it's a series of blogs. Uh, series is in quotes really Because I haven't done it in a while uh, One's called Media Talk And the other's called uh, The Opinion Piece uh, Opinion Piece is just sort of like Where I get an opinion out there That I have It can be pretty much on anything It's But it's not media related Media Talk is essentially where I talk about Something media related Like say I'll talk about music, Music Like the last one I believe I did was actually on the blue trilogy thing for Troye Sivan, uh, uh, blue neighborhood trilogy by Troy Sivan. That was what I wrote about. So I'm not certain if I could use that to actually, inf- to essentially, uh, infiltrate a fandom by any chance.
1: <laughs> any, anyway,
0: I'm not certain whether I'll actually do that, but, but, uh, yeah. But any- Yeah,
1: it's fun. Like the fandom stuff gets a lot of attention, but it's not the same as doing original work, which is a lot harder to get attention for.
0: Uh yeah, I know that feeling. I've I have a WordPress site. The most it's ever gotten has like been I think like 10 views for, uh, for the for a single thing. But anyways, uh I actually, I actually recently got my own domain website, but a, another thing besides the point, but uh, one of my questions was, have you ever been to an event, but following you, I know, you, know that <laughs> a, you've been to BronyCon recently, am I correct?
1: Okay, so yeah, I've been to, because I kind of... When I grew up there wasn't the internet wasn't really as big of a thing so it was hard to get these fandoms together. I mean Star Trek is kind of the one like people my age and older really get like they know that Star Trek fans are really devoted and they have these big events. So by the time I started getting into fandoms the pony fandom was the first thing. So that's kind of where I started going to these different events. So I've been to a lot of them. I've been to BronyCon and I've been to PonyCon which is in New York and I've been to Bab'sCon which is over which is way over in California. I think that's the three different ones. I've been to BronyCon several times. And then before that I went I just went to a little comic convention at my local college. So those are kind of the things I've been doing.
0: Yeah. I recall um Yeah, I've only really been to one uh, event yeah, that's been the uh, Comic Con in Boston. I had fun there. I, I have my uh, it's where I have but got my uh, current Cat Bug plush. But anyways, uh, let me see here. Um, um excuse the- me for one minute here. Okay. Okay then.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, you had another question you wanted to ask. Uh,
0: yes. Um, uh, would you say you're a part of a, a community of animators, by any chance?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. We're like we're like a feral pack of dogs, and wolves, or something. Um, yeah. A lot of us know each other, and usually when we go to these events like BronyCon or ComicCon and that, we all meet up and have a good time. So it's kind of like a competitive atmosphere, but we're all friendly too, so it's yeah. kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, Eric, I recall like uh,
0: he- hearing you on uh, uh, PD streams. Am I correct? Oh yeah, the yeah. two of us are friends. Yeah, uh, I- yeah. How does really anyone br- essentially break into that group, really? Or does that? D-
1: oh, you have to make a lot of you have to make a lot of content and put it up online. And you have to kind of start talking to the other animators just in the comment sections because a lot of us read our comment sections so then we start to recognize the names and the avatars if it's always the same. And sometimes if you post popular works, they float around the internet and animators are always looking for other animators who are doing really good work. So really breaking into any field is a matter of actually doing the thing and just, you know, doing stuff that makes you stand out okay uh are you
0: that's pretty cool i guess um all right are you collaborating slash have you ever collaborated with any other creators
1: yeah um a lot at this point <laughs> there's a lot i don't even think i'm gonna list them because some of them are collaborations or we just work together for fun and some of them i get hired onto other channels to make videos for them so two different things
0: Okay, so um, are there any current projects? Wait, no. Are there any projects you're looking forward to working on?
1: Uh, I'm working on right one right now with Anthony C. and a bunch of other um, MLP My Little Pony people. That one is called Questria. So I think they're working on part two. Part Part one is done. It's It's basically a 45 minute long epic video. So so that one's in the works. Um I really have my own personal projects this year that I'm hoping to get done and that's what I'm really looking forward to. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I have quite a few personal projects that I hope to get done by this year, but I'm just ho- I'm just hoping school will let me many is uh yeah. So, I was going to ask if applicable what steps have you taken you can slash. Are you taking to begin working on that project? But I'm not certain if you explain that, really.
1: Oh uh, well, for the for the stuff that I'm working on, which I can't really talk about right now, um, I'm just working on doing stuff like logos and branding. If you're a marketing person.
0: Uh, yes. Hmm. Right. Let me see. Uh, what else do I got in this thing? Uh, When would you say you started working
1: in your medium? This, in animation? Probably about eight years ago. I've only been doing it professionally for maybe one or two. Mm.
0: Uh, One or two? Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, Like, I recall... I recall uh, you once in a video said you make that um, you do a bunch of commissions, essentially. That's well, yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. So I just, I do a lot of freelance work.
0: Mm. Okay. So, uh, yeah. For your own projects, when do you, where do you draw inspiration, essentially? Is there any place that you would say you draw it?
1: Mm. Um that's there's like there's a lot of sources i've read a lot of books and played a lot of games growing up and played outside a lot so i'm never at a shortage for ideas but anybody else you know who is an artist is the same way it's very rare that you don't have you have too many ideas is the issue usually so inspiration comes from for me personally it comes from people and um, observing people over periods of time and just observing life and other collecting stories from other people
0: yeah I recall this thing like reading this paper about essentially uh, how you in order to write real life you sort of you really have to observe real life even if it means just being that creepy guy in the subway just looking at everything <laughs> yeah
1: yeah that that's yeah that is the case i mean for me a lot of the time it is direct interactions with friends too although now that i'm an animator i don't get out as much so that's kind of stifling like i always had lots of funny comic ideas for little short comic strips and things when i was working or in school because i was interacting with people all the time and now most of the time i'm at a desk drawing
0: i see Uh, do you have a process for coming up with ideas?
1: Um, I usually ideas just kind of hit me like random particles of inspiration. Uh, I have I keep track of all of them in documents that are organized by type. So I have I have one document that's nothing but names for people and places and things.
0: Mm. Let me. Okay. I'm trying to think here, uh, what steps would you say that you take to make your content? Like, Is there like a step-by-step process that you have, essentially?
1: For something like Scribble Kibble, where I do it every week, there's a very specific pipeline that I use to complete those episodes, because every week that's a lot. So, and there's been some occasions where I haven't been able to make it that week. Usually if I get hired to do a project and then, so that, you know, the paid work takes priority over the series. So that has a very specific series of steps. Sometimes it really depends, like if it's an all out animation where I'm doing everything, the script writing is always what comes first, the voice actors and the audio second and then the animation third. Um, if I'm only doing the animation, then a the storyboard is what comes first, and then the animation comes second. So if I'm working completely from scratch as just some of these original projects, those take a lot longer. Like, I've been sitting on some of these ideas for years. <laughs> so um, I get really hung up on the particulars of the script writing and the series of events and the characters. So I'm kind of a little bit of a writer's block in some of these areas for the original stuff.
0: I recall uh talking a little bit about characters in the last podcast that I did uh with uh, uh with a person called uh, Miss Butler if you if you've ever heard of her anyways um she we talked a little bit about uh, what makes a good character what what do you think makes a good character and how do you often come up with characters really
1: <sighs> I kind of sometimes I <sighs> They're so complex. It's making a character that's, I guess, complex, but in a believable way. And sometimes I even think it might be the character's flaws that really make them. Like, what they're not good at it. Because if they got something they're good at, but if they also are struggling with something... And if those two things come together... Like, I'm reading this book right now by Brandon Sanderson. And one of the characters is trying to rule this country... But he's he's really honest, and he's he really believes in the power of the people. So it it works at odds because like successful leaders, a lot of the times they lie, <laughs> and they use like dirty tricks. But he refuses to do that. So it actually ends up with him losing his power. He loses all of his power. So it's kind of interesting to watch the struggle there.
0: I see. Yeah. That is quite interesting, I will, Uh I was just uh, sort of like thinking about what you said. I was, I just sort of imagine it, and uh, just this thing like uh, thinking about how a character de- uh, defines itself. Really, I was thinking about yeah. I I'm having a jumble of thoughts here. Uh, hear me out. When it comes. Uh, I was thinking, going after, uh, defined by it their flaws. I was thinking something along the lines of, what if, you know, how about if a character and defines themselves? Uh, I'm not certain where I'm going with this sort of defining them, d- defining themselves by their flaws. Uh, wh- okay, all right, or something so, like that.
1: So let me put it. Let me put it this way. any of your viewers can do this exercise too, is to think about. Who you think you are at this moment and then consider in your life The things that have happened to you and what in your life Brought you to where you are And is it a success or were you forged in a hard fire? So for me, it's definitely the struggles that have made me who I am today so That's kind of how I look at my characters and how I create them is what Where are they starting, and what are they lacking, and then what do they have to struggle through to earn something new, to become something more than what they were?
0: I I think that uh, just about sums what I was thinking. Uh, uh, Thank you for that. Anyways. uh, uh, Where do you think you see yourself in the future by any chance?
1: I really don't know. I sort of... Was on a completely different path and just said, well, let's have some fun. So the path I'm on now, I'm not so sure because I don't really intend to go work for a studio. But I'm thinking I may try it so that I have experiences I can take back to my own studio. But I I really am not sure. I'm not sure if like the whole thing will go up in flames and I'll end up not being an artist and just go back to an office job since I was good at that. But I don't know. I don't know. Mm.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, thinking in middle, uh, thinking in middle school that I, 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 don't like writing. I don't. I especially do not did not like writing these papers, and I thought that was essentially all writing was really just writing these papers here. And I and I did not like doing that. And then when I, I think, like it was only until like ju- in junior year when I took a creative writing class, where I realized, hey, I actually like doing this stuff. I like being creative, and I like I like playing around with how things are done, and how the words are arranged in a sentence, and uh, it it's. Uh, it's a lot more fun than just a strict uh, intro paragraph, body paragraphs, conclusion oh, paragraph. Oh yeah,
1: school school isn't a very good preparation for the real world or college, really. <laughs> I mean, no, an internship is the best thing. That's <laughs> the most realistic thing. I have, actually, um, yeah.
0: I have actually worked in an office one, uh, so far actually uh, three times right now. Uh, I've been working in the IT sector uh, one of the, the main things that I actually want to do is uh, go into game design uh, video game design in particular uh, I've wanted to go into the uh, coding aspect because I like that stuff and I like computers so I thought that would be a good thing I've submitted all my applications at the current moment and I'm waiting back on them And there's this one college called DigiPen that I really want to get into. It's in Spain. If you would imagine that. Anyway, um, yeah. So, wait, where? Wait, where did I start again with this? I started trailing off and going to college.
1: Yeah, we're talking about writing and characters.
0: Oh yes, right. That characters characterization. And uh yeah uh my I recall talking to uh, uh a little bit of the conversation was with miss a little bit of the conversation was with Miss Butler with uh how attached she got to her characters um how about you is there do you get attached to your characters
1: uh they're kind of like children. At some point, they become their own thing, and you expect them to do one thing, and they, uh, they defy you. So they kind of get minds of their own. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's, I, I must not have written that. I clearly must not have written my character far enough. I've a, I'm only three chapters
1: in. Any oh, yeah, just wait. Just wait. Sorry. You'll have it all set up. That's the thing, too. You'll have the story all set up. But your characters will have... They have... They, they're they not part of you anymore at some point. And they do what they want. Or even if it's bad for them. So, yeah. Yeah, you can look forward to that. I, I've heard many tales of authors, especially. I'm not I'm not a huge creative writer. I'm actually a really good technical writer, but not a, so much in the creative department. But, uh, yeah, many tales of authors and animators and other people who do creative things about how their characters kind of cause them to have to throw out entire chapters of their books because they go way off of the plan. <laughs> 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 They're like, no, actually, I don't think I'm going to go save the city now. I'm going to go do this X thing over here.
0: It's like, no. I, wait. Any anyway, Anyways. Uh, that's, I just reminded, um, a lot of things that I, a lot of ways of, well, one main way that I often get inspiration to write something is I have this sort of image. That This image usually comes somewhere around, somewhere close to the end. Uh, it's sort of like, okay, I have an image and now there's a concept around this image. And then, okay, now I want to write towards that image. Essentially, I want to, oftentimes when I write, I want to write to get to that image, essentially. Uh, you understand what I'm saying?
1: I Yeah, I usually begin with the ending in mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess that, that is essentially how I th- yeah, see it. Yeah, it was like... Huh. Anyways. So, I... This question is often always such an obvious answer uh, because, well, why wouldn't you be doing what you do if you didn't enjoy it? But the question was, do you enjoy doing what you do?
1: It's actually a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat that. It's a lot of work. Uh, when you own your own business, you work all of the time. Now, you do get to take breaks whenever you want, that's true, but if you don't, it's it's tough it's tough you earn exactly how hard of how much you work for so yeah it's and also when you get into things like taxes and that you realize how much of your paycheck if you were making a paycheck before at a at a real job um, how much of that paycheck you never see because it goes to things like Social Security and Medicare before like cuz if you own your own business you pay 15 percent tax before you pay any of your income taxes to cover that stuff. Oh, that's interesting.
0: Anyways, um...
1: but yes, obviously I enjoy doing it, or I would just go and put, submit a resume to get a job somewhere else that pays a lot more money. Yeah, I'm not in this for the money. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> I, I recall you, you know, what you do, you something. Else. I recall in a video, uh, it was your, uh, what should I animate with video that you said you use the full creative suite in Adobe. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Eh. I actually, uh, had a, subscri- had a subscription to, uh, Flash, but then I wanted to cancel that to save money, but they were, were going to charge me like 60 bucks to actually cancel the entire thing and so i downgraded to the photoshop uh, photoshop and lightroom plan really so that and uh, which is only 10 bucks uh, out of which flash alone was 20 it it's that's a weird pricing actually how they price these things i I, uh, but anyways i don't like how they uh, how they uh adobe charges for a subscription pr- to it uh for its programs really i'm not entirely certain if that's uh that i uh, how do i say and I, I don't like how you can't just pay one thing and use it forever but anyways
1: oh the the leading competitor for flash toon boom also charges a subscription fee
0: don't they also allow it to uh, go, and to, uh, for you to buy it outright? As you well? can buy
1: it outright. I think it's six hundred. It's either six hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, one of the two, to buy yeah. it outright.
0: I see. So, cl- anyways, uh, I wouldn't have been able to buy anything either way, because I can't afford much outside of these subscriptions that I do uh use. So anyways. Um well outs that what do you enjoy about what you do essentially?
1: I I like making stories. But the other thing I really like and it was kind of funny. I did an animator's panel at uh, PonyCon a couple weeks ago now. Actually, it was probably two weeks ago. And all the animators said that their favorite thing was seeing the animation actually come to life. Sometimes I'm not sure that's my favorite part. My favorite part is seeing other people be inspired by the animation I made. So seeing other people's reactions to it and that, the, that they're enjoying it. I think for me, is sometimes actually probably quite often even more rewarding than seeing an animation come to life. Because sure, if it's cool that I like it, but if other people like it, and if other people try animating because of something I made, or they try making art, or they feel better about themselves, that is a million times more fun for me to watch happen than just to be alone in a room watching a cartoon I made. (laughs) That's actually
0: one... Yeah, I actually uh, uh, started experimenting a little with animation due to your Scribble Kibble videos because it also, it was so uh, interesting uh, seeing how these, seeing you break down these videos and essentially show the guts of them, really. (laughs) It was very interesting to actually see that, that I wanted to try a little bit of it myself. I actually bought the Animator Survival Kit on you the book that you recommended as well
1: yeah i love that book i still can't i i just about now can understand everything that's in it but i've had it for quite a while and i would read up to maybe page 100 and then kind of get lost and like i have no idea what you're talking about with all of these these block cycles and all of these different stretches and in-betweens and da 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 what <laughs> mm. uh,
0: so, uh, something that isn't related to creating content. This is related to consuming content. As in, what kind of content do you usually consume?
1: Oh, other other animators' stuff. Like, like I said, the, you know, the wolf pack of animators that's out there. I'm subscribed to all of them, and I check my YouTube probably several times a day. I mean, it is part of my job, too, to, like, stay up on top of all the animation and what's going on and all that. So, yeah, mostly I watch a lot of independent animated cartoons, and then I watch some of the popular things, but not not all of them. I think kind of Steven Universe was the one I'm actually dedicated to, and right now I don't think there's much else other than that. I'm waiting for Rick and Morty. I'm waiting for the new season of that. And I just finished actually watching something that is not animation-related, which is called Stranger Things, and that's on Netflix.
0: Oh, I've been hearing so much about that one, not really. I feel like it's almost like everyone talks about that. In yeah,
1: movie. so I noticed some people making videos about it, so I went to see it, and I really liked it. It's it's not very often that you find a good suspense Mo- or this isn't a movie. It's a series of hour-long episodes, but it's really good suspense and kind of a kickback to the 80s, which was sort of the era of my childhood. Well, you know, coming out of the 80s, but yeah, so that was really great. And it's kind of funny because I went and looked up some stuff, information about the series, and I ended up reading a bunch of about animatronics. And I realized that animation, like animatronics is animation, but it's physical. It's in the real world. So I have a Scribble Kibble episode in season two about that.
0: Ooh, I'll look forward to that one. Anyway, um, do you watch YouTubers that are non-animation related by any chance?
1: Uh, I actually watch Vine Sauce. That's something my husband and I like to watch together. And, I mean, I could go through my list. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people I'm subscribed to who do video edits. Like, funny video edits. A lot of them are friends of mine. Some of them, yeah, we kind of all know each other. Because, again, like, I leave comments on these videos, all of their new ones, and then you get to recognize each other just through that sort of means. So, yeah.
0: I, I just want, uh, wondered, uh, there's this one YouTube video if I were to recommend any YouTuber for one to check out, especially would you say you like horror by any chance?
1: Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of gore horror. I find that boring, but I like a uh, suspense and thriller based horror. Well, I recall this. There's this guy, there's this one YouTube
0: channel, uh, that essentially likes to, uh, break his main series. essentially, uh, Breaking down, uh, the meanings of, a different, uh, well I'm blanking out here. You know, real alternate reality games. The, are you familiar with that term? Well, oh, yeah. Yes, he likes to break down horror-related alternate reality games, and uh, his name is Nightmind. He just. He's so... I just li- like the guy. I like this YouTuber a lot. He also made a video on Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, which is... Oh,
1: I love that series. It's so great. Oh, man. He <laughs> he made this
0: he made this video on Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, and he used his, his character... He used a puppet uh, set for his character and the video and such. It was... And it was pretty good. Um, it's like... My, then again, one of the uh, things about this guy is his videos are practically feature lengths. Uh, a good majority of them essentially are feature length films. So, uh yeah. Uh nightmind, that guy. He's a good he's a good one. But anyways, um he's a good YouTuber. He also has a very deep ver, uh baritone maybe i think he has a deep voice is he's soothing <laughs> yeah, i'll i'll link you to one of his videos uh, after the uh, after the interview is stopped recording but anyways um let me s- i'm trying to think of things to say here but I think that's actually it, honestly.
1: <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we can watch videos now. <laughs> anyways,
0: so, anyways, uh, thank you for being on here. It was great interviewing you.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. Uh,
0: yes. Um, essentially, oftentimes, I usually do a lot smaller creators. You're essentially the biggest person that I've interviewed thus far.
1: Oh, so. I'm not that big. I only weigh like 100 pounds. Twenty-five pounds. I can't remember how much you weigh right now. <laughs> okay. Funny. Okay.
0: Yeah. In terms of in terms of influence and uh, subs- and, and followers and subscribers, you probably be the the largest so far. So that's about it. yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So uh, thank you for being on. Uh, thank you all the listeners for listening and uh there will be a patreon and ko fi link in the description if you would please like uh support the podcast by any chance um it, it really does help out but anyways uh thank you all for the third time and that's it and stay tuned for the next one bye